All right. And so here we go. We're going to be looking. We're going to be looking at some some text um, over in and in, um, in Second Samuel, but we're also going to first look at First Kings chapter two, and we're going to take the story of Shimei, and we're just going to start at the end of his life, but then we're going to go back to the beginning of his life and to see what was happening there and what what the cause of Second Kings was because of what happened in Second Samuel. All right. And so um, don't cross that line. And, and think of this. Listen, everybody. Life is full of boundaries. Everybody say amen. It's full of boundaries. It's full of boundaries. I mean, you know, our government has boundaries, right? You know, we have to pay taxes. I mean, there's, there's, there's um, speed limits. I mean, there's, there's boundaries. And if, and if you go beyond those boundaries, what happens? get a ticket, right? There's consequences, right, Will? Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't tell Tommy. Of course, Tommy's, she's not here today. That's my wife, if you don't know. But uh, she's, she's uh, on her way to Kansas City right now to see two of our grandkids. And so, so, so lucky her, right? But uh, she got pulled over last week. Yep, 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 yep. She said, um, she, I, don't remember, I don't remember where she said she was going, but she was speeding. She knew she was speeding. She pulled over and she said, officer, I know I was speeding. I'm so sorry. The officer, he's, he said, he said, well, well, thank you for your honesty. And he says, we'll give you a warning this time, but don't do it again, okay? And so two days later, she come right back to the same spot. And guess what? She was, no, she didn't. She was going the speed limit, but that policeman was sitting in the same place. And so, so, so she learned her lesson, maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Allie? She did learn her lesson. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, there's boundaries, you know, and I think, you know, as we go through life, there's, there's boundaries in our marriages, you know, that I know that, you know, that, you know, God has boundaries for all of our marriages, but, but, you know, but, you know, I think Tommy has some boundaries for me and I have some, we, we, we agree on some boundaries because boundaries keep us healthy, everybody, right? You know, kids are, our kids, you know, there's, there's boundaries, you know, <laughs> and, and I get the eye roll, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, there's boundaries. We always don't like boundaries, but guess what? Boundaries are good because because they keep relationships stronger and healthier. They do because because it, it lets us know what we can do and what we can't do. They're really good things. Everybody, look, they're really good things. Boundaries are really good. And look, God has boundaries. And and God doesn't make boundaries, Danny. Um, because he doesn't put boundaries out there, and he's not that he's not that God that stands up there and lurks around the corner of eternity and 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 looks down and just he don't put him there just 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 because he wants to taunt us because when we step across because he wants to powwow us you know no he's got those boundaries there because he wants us to be healthy he he wants us he wants our lives to be easy he he wants us to live and and so and for us to live freely and for us to live healthy and for us to bring glory to him he puts boundaries everybody amen and, and and you know here's what i noticed that we don't like putting boundaries in our world views we don't we just kind of want to do what we want to do, and what's good for me is good for me. It may not be good for you, but guess what? It's good for me. And again, that's postmodernism, but that doesn't make it healthy for anybody. Anybody. So I want us to look at a story this morning of this guy named Shimei. And there were some boundaries put in his life. 
And, and, and he was given mercy, he was given grace, and he was given mercy, and he was given grace. And, 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 but we'll, we'll, we'll read the story here. But, um, it didn't end good for Shimei because uh, he never repented. He never adhered himself to the boundaries of God. Now, look at it with me. And we're in 2 Kings chapter 2, and I just want us to start reading in um, verse 36, okay? Verse 36. I have it on the screen for you as well. But it says, now the king sent and called for Shimei. All right, everybody look at me. So the king at the time is Solomon. Solomon was the son of King David, right? King David was the king. Um, He's passed away. And now Solomon, the wisest man ever, is now king. And so it says, now the king sent and called for Shimei, and he said to this guy, he says, build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there. And do not go out from there to any place. Is that a boundary or what? He's saying, look, dude, um, you've been a bad boy, and we'll, we'll explain what he did wrong later. But he was told, he says, I want you to go and build a house in Jerusalem and stay there and don't leave. Look at it. Look what it says in verse 37. For on the day you go out and cross over the book of Kidron, you will know for certain that you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. In other words, I'm giving you a boundary, and here it is. And you can live, and you can be healthy, you can be free, but if you go outside of this, and if you go outside of this boundary, he says, he says you're going to die. And it's nobody's fault but your own because you know what the boundary is. You see it? That's what he says. And so verse 38, it says, Shimei then said to the king, he says, the word is good. See, he he says, I get it. I, I understand it. He says, as my lord the king has said, so your servant will do. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem for many days. But it came about at the end of three years that two of the servants of Shimei ran away to Achish, uh, son of Mehakah, king of Gath. And they told Shimei, saying, Behold, your servants are in Gath. So here's two of his servants, and they run away. And, and so someone co- comes and says, Hey, man, your servants are in Gath, which was beyond the Kidron Valley, the, the river of Kidron. It says, Then Shimei arose, and he saddled his donkey, and he went to Gath, to Achish, to look for his servants. And Shimei went and brought his servants from Gath. And so he left, he went and got him, and he brought him back. And it was told to Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned. And so the king sent and called for Shimei and said to him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and solemnly warn you, saying, You will know for certain that on the day you depart and go anywhere, you shall surely die? And you said to me, The word which I have heard is good. And then look at verse 43. Solomon says, Why then have you not kept the oath of the Lord and the command which I have laid on you? And the king also said to Shimei, You know all the evil which you acknowledge in your heart. And you did to my father David, and there's that sin we'll talk about here in a minute. Therefore the Lord shall return you evil on your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before the Lord forever. And so the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and went out and fell upon him so that he... What? died. 
Thus the kingdom was established in the hands of Solomon. Father, we love you this morning. And Lord, I pray that we can just take your word this morning and, and, and apply some application in our own lives. Lord, that we can be healthier Christians and healthier spouses, um, healthier uh, kids and healthier parents and just, uh, just healthier leaders a healthier church, unified under your word. God, just to heed us this morning. And, and, but, Lord, um, here's what I pray this morning, Lord, that, that, your, that your Holy Spirit will, be, will have freedom in our hearts and minds this morning, God. We pray that you'll just, just impose yourself upon us this morning. And I pray, Lord, if there's one person here that's never accepted Jesus Christ, as their Savior, that, Lord, this morning, that they'll come into the knowledge of you. Lord, I pray for all of us that are saved, and God, is, is that uh, if we've been thinking about crossing a boundary, if we have crossed a boundary, and, Lord, that, um, that we'll acknowledge that before you and repent of that, Lord, and that we'll, we'll be restored into, to, to great fellowship with you. But, God, I pray this morning that you'll have your way in all of our hearts, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, God's patient. Everybody say amen. Hey, God is love, right? He's full of mercy and he's full of grace. But God has his boundaries and God has his limits. And to cross a boundary that God has drawn, it seals one's fate. It seals your happiness, it determines your blessings, and really and truthfully, it limits your walk with Him. Did you know that? And sometimes it even forces you to pay a high penalty for crossing a certain line. Now, our text presents a man, and again, his name is Shimei, and his life is a perfect example of a person who knew the boundaries, stepped over them, and paid a tragic price for it. And so this morning, just for a few minutes, let's look at him. Let's look at those boundaries and, and let's see what kind of application we can make to our lives. Number one, I just want to give us three thoughts this morning. And, 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 and number one is Shimei's sin. I want you to look at his sin. And so to do that, go over to 2 Samuel chapter 16, verse 8. All right. Let's look and see what Shimei did to get him to get to get himself in trouble like this. So go to 2 Samuel. So if you'll just go pack, if you'll just go back a few pages, 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 5 through 8. All right, here we go. Second Samuel chapter 16, verse 5. When King David came to Bahurim, Behold, there came out there a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was, there he is, Shimei. All right? Now, you know, I've never known anybody to name their kid Shimei. <laughs> I guess this is a probably a good reason why. It's kind of weird to say, but probably not one we want to do that. But anyways, uh, look at it. And it says, um, um, the son of Gerah, and he came out cursing continually as he came. So he came after Saul and, and, and he's cursing Saul. All right. And that word cursing there means this. It doesn't mean that he was custom out like a sailor. It means that he was causing contempt 
unto David. Now, David, it says, is the king, right? He's God's anointed man. All right, look at verse, look at verse 6. And it says, not only did he, did he curse or have contempt or want to do, um, you know, had bad feelings about David, but it says that he threw stones at David and at all the servants of King David and all the people and the mighty men were at his right hand and at his left. Now, look with me at this. Look at verse 7. Thus Shimei said when he cursed... He says, get out, get out, you man of bloodshed and worthless fellow. Boy, you don't talk to the king like that, do you? Look at it. It says, the Lord has returned upon you all the bloodshed of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned, and the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son Absalom. And behold, you are taken in your own evil, for you are a man of bloodshed. All right, let's stop there just for a minute. And, and um, so the boundaries that Shimei crossed, and what, what did he do that caused him to get in so much trouble? Well, number one is, I think we could say that he defied God, right? He defied God. Understand that, again, David was forced to leave Jerusalem because of the rebellion of his son Absalom. And he was followed by this man, Shimei. And again, Shimei was a descendant of King Saul. We read that. And he had a strong dislike for King David. And as he followed David, the Shimei fella hurled stones and cursed at the king. And again, he cast stones, and that refers to stoning someone to death. So he was trying to cause David some great harm. You see it? And then again, he cursed him. But by this act, Shimei was in rebellion to God. Why? Because, because David was God's anointed. And to defy David, listen, was to defy God. And so church, Shimei was guilty because he took a stand against God, against God's will, and again, against God's plan. And so in this, Shimei is a picture. Listen, here it is right here. He is a picture of that lost sinner. Uh, just like Shimei, every person in this world in their natural state is guilty of rebellion against God. Look, if you're here this morning and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are in rebellion against God. Because the Bible says that, that, that Jesus came to this earth and he died to save all people. And look, when we hear the name Jesus and, and when the Holy Spirit calls us, and if we don't conform to that, we're in rebellion. We're in rebellion because God's desire is for all men to be saved and that none should perish. Every person in this world in their natural state, if they're lost, they're guilty of rebellion against God. And no matter what we think of ourselves, look, God has declared us to be guilty. Galatians chapter 3, verse 22, don't turn there, but it says, But the scripture hath concluded that we're all under sin, sin and the promise by faith Jesus Christ might be given to them that, what? Believe. And so our problem is the same as that of Shimei. Look, we have defied God. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you have defied God. And look, if we're here this morning, and if we have sinned, if we have crossed one of God's boundaries, I want us to understand that we have what? We have sinned. We have defied God. And so what God wants us to do is He wants us to repent of that. He wants us to acknowledge that. He wants us to make that vow to Him. Now, look at it here. 
Look at it here that he deserved death. I want to go, I want you to go ahead and look at verse 9. Would you look at verse 9 in Second uh, Samuel chapter 16? And it says that there is two guys with King David, and they said to the king, they, they said, why should this dead dog curse my lord, the king? They said, look at it. They said, hey man, let us go over there and cut off his head. <laughs> That's pretty serious, right? Look, look what happens next. It says, but the king said, what have I to do with you, O sons of Zerah? If he curses, and if the Lord has told him, curse David, then who shall say, why have you done so? Then David said to Abishai and to all of his servants, he said, Behold, my son who came out from me seeks my life. Talk about Absalom, and that's why he left Jerusalem. Absalom was trying to, to, get, to get the throne of his dad. And so he fled because Absalom had everybody against his dad, and so they were fleeing for their lives. And so, again, the story is this, this guy Shimei followed, and he cursed him, and he tried to throw stones at him. And so, and so here's these two guys saying, Hey, my king, nobody talks to you that way. Let us get off our horses and let's go over there and cut the fellow's head off. And David says no. Look, and here's what I want us to show us here. Is, is, that, is that, was Shimei wrong? Absolutely he was wrong. But what we see from David here is we see mercy, don't we? We, we, we see mercy. We, we see that he should have deserved one thing, but he got another thing. And, and hey, listen, Cornerstone, if you're here this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and, and, and you're living in God's mercy, because look, without Jesus Christ, without, without believing in Him, without confessing in your heart and with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, and following Him, and, and following Him in your life, you know, you're, each day you live, you're living in God's mercy. But the Bible says that no one is promised tomorrow. And so the point this morning is this, is that, is that if you're not saved, then you need to get right with God this morning because we don't know what tomorrow has. Everybody say amen. And Christian, if you're here this morning and if there's something not right in your life, you know, you don't know what tomorrow holds either. And we don't know what chastisement could come from God. And so if we know we're not standing right with God, then we need to make sure that we get right with God. If you stepped across some boundary, you need to get on your knees and repent and get right back with God because look, you're never going to live. You're never going to be happy as that you can be. You're never going to have the joy of the Lord because you have to repent. Everybody say amen. And so that's what that story teaches. I mean, aren't y'all glad about God's mercy that he doesn't give to us what we deserve instead of he gives us? And that's, that's what David showed him here because David, David was the king. He was the anointed of God. And, and, and so David is showing mercy in this guy by saying, you know what? Maybe the Lord told him to do that. But David knew good and well that God didn't have Shimei, that God didn't have Shimei do that because, because God was the anointed. He was just giving him mercy. Look, God's mercy is great and good, but some days and sometime that mercy is going to run out until we do something about it. Amen? Now, let's move on. Point uh, number two. Number two. First Kings, let's go over to, well, we, we're already, well, that's point number 
notice 2 Samuel, and we just, we just read part of it, but 2 Samuel chapter 19, look with me at verse 16, all right? And we see this gracious Savior. 2 Samuel chapter, 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 16 to 23. And so he said to the king, Let not my lord consider me guilty, nor remember what your servants did wrong on the, on the day when my lord the king came out from Jerusalem, so that the king would take it to heart. For your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come today, the first of all the house of Joseph, to go down to meet my lord the king. But... Abishai, the son of Zariah, said, Should not Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? And David then said, What have I to do with you, O sons of Jerah, that you should this day be an adversary to me? Should any man be put to death in Israel today? For do I not know that I am king over Israel today? And the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. Thus the, thus the king swore to him. So we see this gracious Savior. And so after a time, the rebellion with Absalom was quelled, and David returned to Jerusalem and to his throne among the first ones to meet him was this guy Shimei. You see it? And again, David was put into a position where he could have had him executed, but instead he extended grace. And so why? Because there was repentance. Look at it. Because there was repentance. Shimei repented. He seems to be sincere, but as we shall see later, his repentance was only half-hearted. Look, if God is dealing with you about salvation or, or something about some sin in your life, if you're already saved, the place to be is in at the altar of God. Everybody say amen. If, you, if you've never been saved, look, you need to get to his altar. And if you have sinned and have sin in your life, you have crossed a boundary, we've got to get to his altar, and we have to repent. And take it seriously. Number three, we, we read 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 36 to 46 already. But what I want us to see this morning is that he had this end. And after David is dead, after David has passed away, um, Shimei demonstrates his genuine character and he pays a high price. Notice that that line is drawn in verses 36 to 30. We've already read that. But it says that Solomon tells Shimei that he may live, but to do so, he has to leave his hometown, and he has to what? He has to move to Jerusalem. And he can't leave. He can't leave the city, and to do so would incur his, incur his death sentence. And so Solomon had every right to do this, and he was the king. And by the same token, God has every right to place his boundaries. Listen, and here's what it's all about. God has every right to place boundaries in our lives. He has every right. You say, why? Well, because he purchased you as his, as his great possession, didn't he? God bought us with a price, didn't he? And that was by his own blood, his sacrifice. He died that we could have everlasting life. Listen, God did not save our souls so that, you know, that we could serve the devil, right? He, he, he saved us so that we would serve him. 
He saved us to be his and his alone. And, and you should never burn your candle for the devil and blow the smoke off as a wasted life unto God. And so God has every right to put boundaries on our lives, boundaries that we should not cross. And, I, and again, I, I think that a lot of us do. And again, I think it's because our worldview is, is altered, number one. And I think it's also because we live in this postmodern you know, world, and, and we think the only ones that we have to please is ourselves, and, and that these boundaries don't really exist for us. We can make our own boundaries, and what's good for me is not good for you, and that's okay. But look, God puts boundaries in all of our lives. And when we cross those, cross those boundaries, then, some, then sometimes, all the times, things happen. Because God wants us to be a certain way, and he wants us to live for him and for no one else. Look, God has every right to tell us not to cuss. God has every right to tell us not to curse and not to talk evils of others. God has every right to tell us that to be slow to anger and slow to wrath. God has every right. You know why? Because he owns us, because he's our God, because he saves us, right? He has every right to put these boundaries before us. He has every right to tell us, you know, men, our husbands, love your wives. And wives, you know, love your husband. He has every right to tell us to do that. He has every right to tell us in Ephesians chapter 6, 1, children, obey your parents for this is right in the Lord. He has every right to put those boundaries in our lives because he's our God. And he has every right. And he's always right because he's God. He has the right to put others in authority over you. You know, when this wonderful church called me as pastor, you know what God did? He put me in authority over this local church. Right? And, and when the popo is out there on the streets and you drive by, <laughs> they have authority over you, right? Your teachers at school, they have authority over you. That's a boundary. And God allows those boundaries for good things, right? God has every right to put boundaries because, because he's bought, he's purchased us. We are his and he doesn't want to share us with anybody. So he puts boundaries so that we'll be as like him as we possibly can be. He has the right. He has the right to say where we can go and what we can do and can't do. Everybody? Amen? He has every right. You know, John, you know, in the, in the youth service, you know, I guess that's what he was talking about. And, um, and so the kids were telling me that, uh, um, you, you know, you know, a little bit's okay. You know, I can watch a little bit of rated R and it's okay. Or, or, or I can do a little bit of this and that's okay. And so, you know what John did? He had Miss Vanessa make some brownies. And so she made one pan of brownies, and, 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 and the brownies were cooked with a, just a, a little bit of cat poop. And so John has these brownies. <laughs> and, and so he says, if that's our mentality, that we can just, you know, do a little bit of something, he says, anybody want to eat a brownie? It's only got a little bit of poop in it. Ain't no takers on that one, right? You know? But, but look, is it okay for God to put boundaries in our lives? Absolutely, because God does it not because he hates us, but because he loves us and he wants us to be healthy. Yes? Now, we're saying all this this morning because maybe there's a boundary that God has put out there. And maybe, maybe you're right here next to that boundary and you're ready to cross over that boundary. 
And I hope this morning that you'll just understand and see is that God has boundaries, not because he, again, he hates you or because he wants to make life miserable or because he puts these great rules out there so he can zap you. That's not why he does it. He puts boundaries so that we can live life to the fullest and so that we can have life of everlasting joy, right? That's why he's got that boundary. And so if you're here and you're thinking about crossing over, sex before marriage, whatever it is, look, don't step across. God has a boundary there for a reason. And us, we just have the responsibility of saying, God, you're right. God, you're right. Everybody say amen. He has every right to make boundaries. Where we go, where we can't go, what to listen to. God has the right and the abundant authority to tell us. Um, who can be in our circle of friends and who can't be? Amen? Not to be given to anger, not to be given to wrath, not to be given to alcohol, not to be given to drugs, not to put certain things into our body. God has every right. God has every right to say, be in unity with one another. God has every right to say, I want you to love one another. God has every right. And there's those boundaries that are put in. He has the right to tell us to walk with him and to be that and to be like Christ and not like the dying world. He has that right, and we should not step out of those boundaries. Notice in these verses that Shimei declared an oath. And we're just about done. But he hears the king's demand, and he agrees to every detail. In other words, you, you go to Jerusalem, you stay there, and don't cross over. If you do, then you're just, you're just speaking punishment to your own life. He, he, he understood that. He agreed to every detail. He even gives an oath that he will not cross the brook called Kidron. And when a vow is made to the Lord God... Listen, this is, this is serious. God takes it serious. When you told God that you made that vow and you repented of your sins and you started following as a, as a believer, you made a vow. And when we cross those boundaries, you break your vow. Right? Because when we got saved, we said, God, I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to follow you. And God, I, I love you. And Lord, um, I love your word. But then we live a few days and we live a few weeks and we live a few months, we live a few years. And that boundary... And what's on the other side looks pretty enticing. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's wrath. Maybe it's gossip. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's worry. Whatever it is, it looks pretty enticing. Our body fills it, and we want to give in to it. And, and, but, but, but look, when we do that, we break that vow that we gave to God when we accept him as Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen? Now, now when we step over, does that mean, does that, mean that we're stuck over here? No. You know it doesn't. It's just like Shimei, right? It's just like Shimei. He, was, he, he made the vow. He was given mercy. He was forgiven, right? Right? But we're going to see here in a minute that he only did it half-heartedly. 
because he didn't do what he was told to do at the very end. Then it said that he was killed. Hey, listen to this. Um, we could go back and read more, but, but when David was on his deathbed, he told Solomon about Shimei. David did on his deathbed. He goes, look, you got Shimei who's living down in Jerusalem. You got to keep an eye on this cat because I don't trust him. That I don't think that he did it with all of his, with all of his heart. I think that he's not being honest here. And so Solomon made sure that he kept an eye on him and told him, look, you go to Jerusalem because you're a troublemaker and I want you to stay there. If you, if you pass this point, then your, your life is, is on your hands, not anybody else's. You see, David never forgot about Shimei. God never, I mean, I mean, uh, D- um, David probably never even really forgave Shimei. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But look, I can tell you this, is that when we come to God, and when we come to God for salvation, I want you to know that he forgives us of our sins. And he forgets our sins, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, because our God is perfect, right? And so maybe there's someone here this morning that maybe you are in rebellion against God, that you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want you to know that the only thing that's waiting for you down the road is a place called hell. And that God is real and God is true and God created all things and God left heaven and he come to earth and he lived a perfect life and, and he died for your sins. And if you have not yet believed that and trusted him as Lord and Savior, then you are in rebellion to him and you will die one day and you will go to hell. And each day that you live is just in God's mercy that he hasn't taken you yet. And Christians, the Bible also tells us about us as Christians that there's a, call, a thing called sin unto death. And that is God will put up with our sins. In other words, as Christians, God will put up with our sins, you know, and thank God he's merciful for a while and for a season and for a while and for a while and for a while. But because God knows everything, he may take you out of the picture because of you. He knows you're not going to repent and he knows how much reproach you're going to bring against against the gospel, against what he's trying to do. And he may take you out of here. Second Corinthians chapter three. So I don't know where you're found this morning, but all I know is that God has put boundaries out for us. And maybe there, again, there's some here this morning, you know, that's thinking about crossing a boundary, whatever it may be, gossip, anger, wrath, disunity, addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol, abusive to your wife, um, whatever, whatever, whatever boundary God has laid and you're thinking about crossing it, remember there's a consequence to crossing it. And God may not every time, you know, (laughs) give a consequence, but when he does, it's severe and it's for sure. Everybody? And if you're here and if you're not saved, look, you're in rebellion and you need to give your life to Christ because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know if mercy is going to hold off for one more day, one more hour. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to accept him this morning. If he's calling you and if he's, and if he's speaking to your heart and to your mind this morning, you know you're not saved and God is telling you that, then today is the day of salvation for you. Right? Today is the day. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together.
Father, we love you this morning. And God, um, thank you for loving us, Lord, and, and thank you for boundaries. And Lord, we understand that boundaries separate who's, who's, who's in the right and who's in the wrong. And, and you're the one who makes those decisions. And Lord, we can't argue with God. We can't argue with you. But Lord, I pray that all of us this morning will, will look into our own minds and hearts and where are we standing on that line? Are we in truth with you or are we on the outs? If there's someone here that's never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, Lord, I pray this morning that, that they will come to you for salvation. Lord, I pray for the rest of us, God. And I know that we've all, we've all stepped across your boundaries. All of us have. Every single one of us. And it doesn't make it right because, because, we, because we've done it two or three or four or five times. It's, it doesn't make it right. And so this morning, God, I pray that we'll just take 1 John chapter, chapter 1, verse 9. And, Lord, that will, that will glean it from our hearts and understanding that you are a forgiving God. And if we'll, and even as Christians, when we when we step over those boundaries, that Lord, that we'll ask you for forgiveness, and we'll come back on the right side of that boundary, Lord. And Lord, I pray this morning that if there's someone that's looking at stepping across that boundary, that will determine in our hearts that it's not what we should do. That you're more important. That we're to that you purchased us with the price, and we're to walk after you and. Not after the devil, not after this world system, and not what pleases our flesh, but we're to die daily to ourselves, Lord, and that uh, there's freedom and there's liberty in that. For we give you praise for it all this morning, Lord. Just be with our, our, our time of self-examination and our time of invitation. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand this morning. and.